Hi everyone, welcome to Driven to Sell. This is the podcast for anyone working as a sales professional or business leaders who have an interest and responsibility for driving sales. I'm your host, Daniel Addy, and I interview top performers from many walks of life, including sales, business, business leaders, authors, and elite performers from sports and beyond. I'll be really tapping into what led them to achieving great things whilst uncovering tactics and strategies for what really creates excellence in performance and how that can translate into business and sales excellence. Today's guest is someone who was at the very top of my list of target guests upon launching this podcast and is someone whose concepts and principles I've both read about and pervade for many years. For over 30 years, Bob Berg has been successfully showing entrepreneurs, leaders, and sales professionals how to communicate their value and accelerate their business growth. Although for years, he was best known for his classic endless referrals, it's his business parable, The Go-Giver, which is this book here, co-authored with John David Mann that has created a worldwide movement. While part of a four-book series, The Go-Giver, itself has sold more than 1 million copies and has been translated into 30 languages. It was also rated number 10 on Inc. Magazine's list of the most motivational books ever written and was HubSpot's 20 most highly rated sales books of all time. Bob is the founder of the Go-Giver Success Alliance, which is an online mentorship community for successful entrepreneurs, leaders, and sales professionals and he publishes the very popular Daily Impact email. Please check out my content on LinkedIn, search Daniel Addy, or go to linkedin.com forward slash the sales headhunter, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast to be notified when we release the next episode. For now, I'll hand you over to Bob, and remember, value yourself so that you can bring more value to the market. Hey, Bob, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? My pleasure. Great, Daniel. How about yourself? Yeah, fantastic. Not quite as high energy as you, but um, I uh, I did just polish that off pretty quickly, so give me five well, minutes. okay, there you go. <laughs> It'll give you wings. Uh, absolutely, that's the idea. So, look, um, I'm really excited today, Bob, because I, you know, obviously um, the reason I reached out to you was really about this. Now, okay. I... Uh, I was given this by a potential client on the 9th of the 2nd, 2016, um, which uh, was about four months after I set our exec search business up. Um, and I read it pretty quickly. And, and, and to say it was enlightening is probably an understatement. Um, and I think a lot of the things that are in there are principles that I, I'd sort of lived by to some degree and sort of uh, – um, but, but actually the way the book articulates it for such – for such a small book is fantastic. Um, and so I was really, really keen to get you on when we, when we created the, the concept for this new podcast, Driven to Sell. I thought, who, who's, good, who's got to be one of the first people I'm going to get on, on the show here? Who do I really want to get on? And, and, and your name was right at the top of the list. So it's, uh, it's great Thank to have you. you here anyway. So I'll try not to stroke the ego too much as we, uh, as we go through this here. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I had a, a wonderful, fantastic co-author who really was the lead yeah. writer and storyteller, John David Mann. So really so much credit goes to him for the, the book uh, right. singing, you know, as it did. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I guess you're the you're the front of it on many occasions, right? He's he's done a lot of the uh, the, the the detail work in the background that you get all the credit for when you speak to people like me. Yeah, no I get I get a lot of the credit. My you know the, the name Berg has a B, you know, so it goes first on the uh, the book. But so, uh, but yeah, it was a it was yeah. a team effort. Believe me, absolutely. So so, so look, I, I'm familiar with the book. I've got. I think there's one of the other ones. Yeah, there's a leader there on the on the bookshelf. I'll throw that back over there. You know, I'm familiar with the books. I'm familiar, but what 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 I'm perhaps not as familiar with is is you and your background. So just talk to me a little bit about, I guess, your background um, before um, before Go Giver and bring us up to what what sort of really brought you to the idea and concept of the Go Giver. Yeah. So I, I started out in broadcasting, actually, first on radio and then television. I uh, wasn't, wasn't particularly good at it, and I, I ended up, I like to say, graduating into sales. So I right, really okay. had no idea I was going to go into sales, like so many people, you know. And, and the, the challenge, the biggest challenge was I had no background in sales. I had no formal training in sales, and the company I was working with um, – apparently didn't either because I had no training. I was pretty much just go out there and sell. So I really (laughs) floundered for the first few months. Um, I was in a bookstore one day and looking for some help. Now this is 40 years ago. So back then sales and personal development just wasn't known to people. It wasn't known to the masses as it is today. So I didn't really know what I was looking for, Uh, but I happened to see two books uh, one was by Zig Ziglar, the other was by Tom Hopkins, and uh, two of the you know, icons in the sales space, of course, and uh, yeah. at least here in the U.S. And uh, I, it just encouraged me that there was obviously a methodology for being able to sell. I, I had no idea. I just had no idea. Uh, so I got their books and I studied them, and oh my goodness, I just dive. I dove into them. And within a few weeks, my sales began to really, really increase. And this was encouraging to me because it said, you know, if you have a a system for doing something, you can pretty much accomplish anything within reason. I personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. So the key is predictability. Right. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A. And uh, eventually you get those desired results of B. Uh, So at that point, Daniel, I just I just loved sales and started studying everything I could, going to seminars and conferences and and of course, getting into all sorts of personal development. and, And probably that was the most fun part was realizing Yep. That it wasn't just about learning how to sell, as important as that is, but it's it's building yourself into the type of person that others want to do business okay. with. And so that, you know, it's something I did for a while and uh, uh, eventually became sales manager of another company. And when others started asking me to come in to teach their people, it, it sort of morphed into a, a, a business. Right, so you, it's, it's a collective of all of the protocols and all of the processes and ideas of all of the other people that you've learned from along the way, um, and and your personal experience amalgamated into a, a an overarching sure. concept. Then, right, more or less. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to invent the wheel or reinvent the wheel. You know, now <laughs> one thing that's been helpful is uh, just 
recognizing uh, through observation and so forth that the most successful salespeople, sustainably successful, were also the ones that, that were not focused on themselves and were not even focused on their product or service, as important as those are. They were focused on the immense amount of value they could bring to another person. And yeah. those seem to be yeah, the salespeople who, who, yeah. And, and so, you know, so, so putting that all together, combining systems with a, an overarching philosophy of, of making it about the other person and, and providing value to them, uh, you know, that's sort of how the, the go giver philosophy, if you will, got, got birthed. And, uh, yeah, yeah my I'm first book. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so this, you know, I, I had this prior to ever working, right? Um, and I think many, many young people do as well. And even, even anyone that hasn't worked in the sales profession, right, has this idea of the, uh, the gregarious go-getting salesperson out there with a great personality and everyone warms to them, right? And that's, that's fantastic. And, and having great personality is great. Um, but how much of how much of success in selling would you say is down to personality versus process or a combination well, of the two? Uh, I mean, I think you bring up a great point. You know, let's go back to yeah. that gregarious extrovert. You know, that person who just <laughs> yeah. talks and talks and talks. And it reminds me <laughs> of a time a few years ago. I was in a, a Dunkin' Donuts. That's I don't know how many Dunkin' Donuts you have over in the UK. We've, we've got uh, Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. Tell me you have them, but not as you know, but they're not as maybe uh, numerous as, as as here. But uh, I, so I was in a, a Dunkin' Donuts and I'm in line, and there was a little kid, a little toddler, who was talking up a storm. And one of the 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 men who were was in front of me in the line turned to the person he was with and said, "Well, that young man will be a good salesman one day." And the premise was. Because that kid was a talker, he yeah. would be a good salesperson. Yeah, and it's it. such a false premise, right? Because now, could that kid grow up to be a great salesperson? Sure. But he's going to have to really pull back on the talk and go big on the listen, <laughs> right? Well, uh, because yeah. sales is not, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's something my mum used to say to me, because I used to talk a hell of a lot. I still do talk a lot, right? And you learn to rein yourself in, right, as you get older. But uh, my mum my used to say to me, you've got, you've got two ears and, and one mouth. You use them in, you know, <laughs> yeah. rel relative to that, right? Very well. Very least. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so I think that's true. I think absolutely for a good salesperson, my view is that most of what, what you're doing should be listening. Maybe even fifteen twenty percent talking, right? You know, when you when you think about it, if we're going to define sales, and there's many definitions, I'm sure. I I personally define selling as simply discovering what the other person needs, wants, or desires, and helping them yeah. to get it. Now, in yeah. order to do that, you've got to listen. You've got to ask the right questions, and you've got to listen. You've got to listen with an intent to. Do you understand to really want to know their thoughts, yep. their feelings, you know, their, uh, the old, it's interesting. The old English root of the word sell was salan, which, which meant to give. So yep. when you're selling, you're literally giving. Now one might say, well, isn't that just semantics? I mean, when you're <laughs> selling, what are you giving? Well, let's say we're in a, 
sales com uh, conversation. I'm about to do a presentation. You know, you are my prospective client. I'm selling. So if I'm selling, what I'm what am I giving? Well, if I'm selling correctly, I'm giving you time, attention, counsel, education, empathy, and ultimately immense value. Right. And again, we only do that because we cared enough to to ask the right questions and listen and only then connect the benefits of our product or service with that person's needs, wants and desires. Yeah, absolutely. So j just for those people that are sort of tuning in that are perhaps new to the, the go giver principles, could you sort of just spend a couple of minutes sort of summarizing the, the sort of five key principles and laws of as you call them, stratospheric success from a go-giver go perspective? Sure. So, so the five laws are based on a, on a, a premise, uh, and that premise is that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all begins, shifting your focus from getting to giving. Now, when we say giving, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reasons. Not at all. It's actually quite rational, quite logical. When you're that person who can move your focus off yourself and place it on serving others, right? When you can take your focus off of yourself and place it on helping others solve their problems, when you can move your focus from you to to them, helping them to achieve happiness, well, people feel great about you, right? Uh, people want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you. They want to tell others about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassador. So, uh, you know, what, something I say to, uh, when I speak at sales conferences, I'll also I'll often begin by saying, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, <laughs> right? They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. And they're not even going to buy from you just because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's fine. It's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. Yep. Now, the, this is good news, though, for that salesperson who truly has a heart for serving others. Now, with that in mind, with that premise in mind, now we go to the five, five laws. And, and those five are the laws of value compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The uh, first one, the law of value, is all about the, the experience that that person has with you throughout the entire process. So from the moment you meet them, however it happened, whether it's inbound, whether it's outbound, a phone call, or something on the internet, whether you've met them in person somewhere, look, however you met that person, through the the relationship building process, the follow up and follow through process, the sales process, the referral process, it's it's bringing such immense value to that person um, that by the time the sale takes place, they feel as though they've received much more in value than yeah. what they've paid. Okay, so yeah. again, it goes over and above simply the intrinsic value of the product or service. It's the actual feel good experience. 
Uh, yeah, so to, 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 the, to the point about the, the law of value, um, one of the biggest challenges that I, I hear from, from salespeople, certainly those that are in the first couple of years of professional selling in whatever industry that might be, is, is getting past the gatekeeper. It's even getting to talk to that person that has some influence over a purchasing process or a purchasing decision. What would you say to that person in terms of how they could go about demonstrating value if they can't even get into a conversation with the right person? Well, the key, first of all, is to to get the gatekeeper on your side, to actually not see them as yeah. an enemy, but see them as a partner in the process. And so you probably, in this case, need to develop a relationship with that person. And, you know, as that, as that if we want to call them gatekeeper, uh, when you have the conversations, um, it's following up. First of all, it's asking the questions that will share with this person why it is of benefit for their boss to know about you and to know about what you do, right? Because again, their job yeah. or as they see their job, it's, it's to keep out the people who are not going to bring yeah. sufficient value to take their boss's time. So we have to demonstrate how it is. I would also suggest, aside from being, you know, polite and respectful and treating that person as though they are a decision maker. Okay. Asking them the questions and asking how they can, you know, what, um, what you can do to, uh, you know, to work with them in order to see the value that is, is worthwhile of you passing on. But here's what I'd also do. I would, after you speak with them, I would send a personal handwritten note to that person thanking them okay. for their time, okay? Uh, I would do the, the exact same follow-up, follow-through that we do in terms of a, an, an actual notepad to that person, sending that person information that you feel they would find of value in their personal life, which means you want yep. to also get to know that person personally, okay? And as you do that, you're going to find uh, you've got these people on your side and they become an ambassador of yours. That said, it still takes time at first. I mean, that's part of the pro you know the process. But the more that you know your market and you know their, uh, generally speaking, their needs, wants, and desires, the more you're able to present yourself when you when you contact them as someone who can be of value. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always found that you could, as a salesperson, you could turn yourself upside down and inside out trying to figure out the best best approach to something, when in reality it always goes back to the principle is what can I do for the other person such that they're going to get pleasure from this engagement? What, what, how can they get something from what we're doing here? And I think exactly. I always, if, if you keep that at the center point of everything, generally people yeah. are going to respond reasonably positively to that, right? You hit it right on the head. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, and the rest is just noise, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> right. Um, the rest is just commentary. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Obviously, talking a little bit to, to, to the, the, the law of influence, how does a, how does a go-giver really create influence, whether that be from a business perspective or a personal perspective? What's the most effective way of doing that in your view and what, what have you seen in your experience? Yeah, so if you look at what influence is, if you define influence, and this is just on a, a very surface level, a surface level, <clears throat> influence can be defined as the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. Now that's its definition, but that's not really its its essence or its substance. Okay, the the essence of influence mm -hmm. is 
pull. Pull as opposed to push, as in the old saying, how far can you push a rope? And yeah. the answer is not very, at least not very fast or very <laughs> effectively, which is why great influencers don't, don't push. You never hear people say, wow, that Tom or that Jeanette, and she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people. Yeah. No, she's very influential. <laughs> she has a lot of pull with people. That's what influence is. It's the difference between trying to get someone to comply with your wishes and earning that person's commitment to your wishes. So we have to ask the question, you know, which, which you asked really. So how do you do that? Well, how, how does this pull take place? How does it happen? How does it manifest itself? And so the great influencers understand on both a, a head level and a heart level, what I believe was Dale Carnegie's underlying premise in his, his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is where Mr. Carnegie said, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our yeah. reasons. So the great influencer always, they question themselves to make sure their focus is in the right place. See, I believe we need to be internally motivated, but outwardly focused. It's always about okay. the other person, as you said earlier. So the great influencer asks themselves questions such as, how does what I want this, this other person to do, how does it align with their goals, with their needs, yep. wants, and desires, with their values? You know, how does what I'm asking this, this, this person to do, how does it align? How does it help them? How does it make their life better? How does it get them closer to what they want? How does it solve their challenges, right? And to the degree that we ask ourselves these these questions um, thoughtfully and intelligently, um, uh, genuinely, uh, authentically, right? Not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way <laughs> of building everyone in the process. That's the degree that we've earned that person's commitment to our ideas. Yeah, that's absolutely. And I, I was having a, absolutely. And I was, I, it takes me to a conversation I was having um, earlier today um, with a chat where we, we were talking about, he said to me, there's, there's no degree in sales. There's no masters in sales. There's, there's an MBA in, uh, or, a, or a masters in marketing and communications or, or in business or in, but, but not specifically in sales. And I sort of thought about it. I thought probably there isn't, but I do need to research that because there may be somewhere in the world. Um, and, and actually whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up, up to one's own opinion, right? But very often as salespeople, and you, you said it yourself, when you first got into the industry, you, if you pardon the expression, you fly by the seat of your pants a little bit to begin with, right? You just sure. try to right. figure it out. It's, you know, you, th there's no, there's no rule book on this thing, right? And I was sort of intrigued to, to sort of find out from you as, as to what your perspective would be on whether or not that should happen, should should there be a more formalized process? And there are bodies in the US as there are in the UK and other parts of Europe as well that are, are there for the pursuit of the sales profession and the sales industry. But but it doesn't feel like there is to the extent of other industries, right? Do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing? Or, right. you know, or, what, what's your view on that? I think sales is is one of the most important skills that 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 could be taught that should be taught. I think sales skills, people skills, uh, these are things I believe should be taught 
from as early on as possible, uh, all the way up to, yep. you know, to uh, colleges and universities. Absolutely. It's about the most important part of understanding how to navigate our world. And it's, it's not formally taught until you get into the profession. So yeah, I, I yep. agree. I am. Um, and, and this guy, the, the guy, you'll know is an American guy, Grant Cardone, right? Uh, whether, whether, whether we agree with everything he says or not is besides the point, but I remember reading one of his books many years ago and he, he talks about everything in life is selling. Now, whether you get paid for it or you don't get paid for it, ultimately it's that it's, it's the influence thing, right? It's my five year old daughter's yeah. either selling me on the, she's either selling me on the idea that she stays up for another hour or I sell her on the idea that she goes right. to bed right now and yeah. we, we do right, a story, exactly. right? <laughs> very, very um, true. Very true. And, 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 and I think, I think anyone in life should, should sort of get with that idea, right? Because that's ultimately what it is. You can call it what you want, but ultimately everyone's selling everyone at some point in time or other, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, again, to me, people skills, which in, in selling is certainly a subset of people skills. To me, people skills is, is that trait. I don't know if it's trait, but no, it's, I, I, it's a skill. <laughs> that is the difference maker. It's the, yeah. to, in my opinion, it's the separator between the relatively successful person and the ultra successful person. Because you can you can achieve a certain amount of success through through competence, through talent, through hard work, through tenacity. Absolutely, you can, and you can achieve a, a high level. But to get to that real ultimate level, to get to right, that that takes people skills. That takes understanding others. It takes understanding human nature, understanding both as, as human nature as it relates to others and to ourselves, why we do what we do, what drives us. What, and and so to me, that is, uh, uh, boy, it's just so very important. So, yes, to, in, in total agreement with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So humor me, if you will, um, Bob, um, obviously we're um, at the time of speaking driven to sell a, a very new podcast and I'm toying with the idea of a fun little concept, or at least I think it's a bit of fun and we'll find out whether or not it's, uh, it, it is somewhere down the line, I'm sure. So um, <laughs> um, it might, might seem like a strange question, but are you into sports, Bob? It's a, it's are you into a, sports? A, what was the question? I, I, are you into sports? Is sports a love of yours? Uh, I, I just, well, I'm, I'm 65 now, so just as a spectator, but uh, I used yeah. to be very much, yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay, so um, it's a little segment that, that that we're trying to do here. So if you were to say who your favorite sports person or your favorite sports team were, who would that be? Who would be favorite sports team or sports person? Uh, well, favorite sports team is the, uh, you know, the Miami Marlins baseball team. I grew up in, in Boston, Massachusetts. So I grew up as a Red Sox fan, but I moved to Florida about 35 years ago. So I'm a, a Miami Marlins. Uh, Got it. Now. Right. Cool. So, so my previous guest has a favorite sports team. So, um, what I'm asking each guest to do is to let me know who their favorite sports team is. And I will then ask the next guest. Uh, what they would do if they were a fan of that sports team. So my question to you, Bob, and uh, whether you know who these guys are or not is besides the point. It's just a fun little thing. Um, okay. My question is complete the sentence almost. If I were a Tottenham Hotspur fan, I would. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, an, an English Premier League team. Yeah, no, I know. I, I would be actively, if I were a fan of there, I'd be actively rooting for them. <laughs> keep it keep it simple that's cool so uh 
I'll, uh, I'll I'll be sure to ask my, uh, my 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 next guest what they would do if they were a Miami Marlins fan, right? It's just um the idea for for this really is about just sort of it's 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 a bit lighthearted, but everyone has a different way of looking at things, right? And it's just to sort of try sure, and help oh, them absolutely. To, you, you know, you what, can find what, out a lot about yeah. people by asking that question. I'm sure perspective, <laughs> yeah. So so. Back, back to the go-giver just before I let you go, Bob, because I'm sure you've got a pretty busy day ahead. Um, you know, if, if we've got, and we will have lots of um, rookie salespeople, everything from rookie salespeople through to sales leaders in various different industry sectors, but I, I expect that most of the people that will be listening to this will be sort of first year to five years in a, into a sales career. Um, and if you were to advise them on the first or greatest step they could take towards becoming a go-giver um, in terms of the principles, principles of how they approach their profession, what would you say the first thing or the greatest thing they could do is? I'd, I'd probably paraphrase the advice of a mentor of mine from years ago who said, uh, if you want to do very well in sales, uh, don't have making money as your target. Your target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, you'll get a reward, right? And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. But never forget the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It isn't the target itself. Your target is serving others. Yeah, absolutely. Great words, great words. So, look, if people were to, to sort of want to seek you out, I'm obviously we're going to put some show notes in and all that sort of stuff with links, various links, but where's the best place for, for people to find you or indeed um, your books or, or programs and all that sort of stuff? Uh, they can find everything at Berg, B-U-R-G dot com, uh, including my uh, uh, free uh, daily impact email if they'd like. Ah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Bob. I really do appreciate your time. Let's hang around just for 30 seconds or so, if that's all right, while this, this tech that we're using uploads to the ether. Um, but um, thanks Absolutely. so much for your time, and, uh, and, and I wish you a good day, sir. My absolute pleasure. Same with you. It was an honor to be with you. All the best, sir. Thanks, Nathan.